0: And the mouse keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, buddy, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 329. And I believe that this episode will be just like De La Soul and what I mean, me, myself, and I. It looks like my two cohorts, Brandon and Clay, busy this week. So I'm going to have to do all of this all on my own. But that's fine. We'll We'll get through it. We'll get through it together here. And we'll also get through it. With the help of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, which is everybody listening here. If you didn't realize, you listened to this, you passed the test. You are now a gem, and you're part of the Get Fresh crew. And let me tell you what you have with that. With that, you get to listen to this. But also, you get the opportunity, the opportunity, I say, to go over to our Patreon and support us for everything we do on this feed+. plus. Get more, 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 and that's at patreon.com slash weird science. Now, one of the big shows that we do over there each and every week is our Marvel Comics Patreon-exclusive spotlight show where we talk about two books, two books from that week's books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, babe, boop. And this week, they ended up picking Avengers Tech On Number 1, the Jim Zub book. And also Defenders, number one. Big book by Al Ewing this week. Now, I do think that they picked Avengers Tech on because they know that me and Jim Zub have a a bit of a rivalry going on. Now, with that, Jim Zub has no idea. But it's true. It doesn't matter if he knows or not. There's a rivalry going on. I think that they picked that. Now, Defenders, number one, I believe they just picked because it is the big book now. With all of that, if you get mad and say, oh man, Defenders number one is on the spot, oh my god, the Avengers tech on, who would have thunk it that it would be on the Patreon spotlight? Well, that's why we have what we call the badass roll call here, because now you'll know who to blame. These are all of the bad asses there of the Get Fresh And here we go. Jay Jennings, Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Forrest Paul and Cam, Joseph Wadge, Sick Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Neos, t Ward, David Fink, Joey Bear Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., who later on this week I'll be doing a movie podcast with, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky from the YouTube Comic Boom channel, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. Manship was just in Mali. How cool is that? Cool for him. Not for me. I'm stuck in Pennsylvania. Andrew in Belfast. Swanee. Anthony G. Joshua Million. Dalton Edom. My man Pete from NYC. Sailor Moon Mark. My man Rob Lewis. Brandy Murray. Brandon, where is he? He's in the Badass Roll Call, but he's not on the show in Double A Run. There you go. Where is Double A Run? We asked. He's in Minnesota. Why would you ask that? An all-time... Reggie, So there you go all of those names everybody I just mentioned are to blame for each and every week the spotlight going on And if you do go on there's plenty of levels over there at patreon.com slash weird science But if you get to the upper levels you get to pick all the books including the spotlights But everything else pretty much that we end up doing are picked by the badasses so thanks to them Thanks to everybody else in the Patreon, and thanks to everybody listening right now, because as I said, you passed the test. You're all gems. You are now part of the Get Fresh crew. So with me by myself, what are we going to do? We're going to talk books, of course, and we have a bunch of books this week, a bunch of cool ones, some that we haven't had on the regular podcast in quite a while. That being a certain what-if book by a certain guy named Chip Zdarsky. But we have two Chip Zdarsky books on this podcast. That's pretty crazy. But what we're going to do is start with a book that is coming to an end, a book that me and Clay had been reading and talking about. But I'll be going through this finale. And that's a little bit of the America Chavez made in the USA. Number five, we're going to go into that right now. All right, and I bet not many people expected to hear Night Ranger while listening to this podcast, but to everyone I say, you're welcome. And this is going to start things off with America Chavez Made in the USA. Number five, it's the finale written by Calinda Vasquez, art by Carlos Gomez, colors by Jesus Erbatov, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Here is the recap. When America Chavez's superhero mothers, sacrificed their lives to save their home dimension, the utopian parallel, young America knew she needed to live up to their example. America fell to earth and became the portal punching, dimension shattering, super strong hero. She was born to be also maybe even the most electrifying person in sports entertainment. I don't know. Maybe America's powers are fritzing with no warning but that hasn't stopped her from dropping everything to rush New York City to save the Santana family who raised her after she fell to Earth. America chased Catalina. The Santana's attacker insisted they were sisters and that the Utopian Parallel was a research facility run by a billionaire megalomaniac experimenting on children with magic. Catalina has restarted the experiments, and when America decided to take the kids and leave, Catalina revealed the ace upper sleeve, America's brother Alberto being held against his will. And as we go through this, we'll discuss all the things going on. My biggest problem with this mini series, which overall I have a positive feeling about, I think it could have been better. I think it could have had a lot more focus. You end up changing the focus a lot in this, especially with the idea of these little kids that are being experimented on by Catalina pretty much to replicate. The experiments that were done on her and America by Gales when they were kids, seemingly to get the cure, seemingly to do this, and then it's all dropped in this issue to pretty much show Catalina just wants a portal to try to get their moms, and only because she thinks that she hears them talking in her head and thinks that they're still out there. Where America just begs her to stop. You know, this isn't the way that we can should do things. Plus. America pre- keeps bringing up the point. I, my powers aren't great right now. On a good day, I might not be able to do what you're asking me. Now, asking me now, it's not really going to happen and whatnot. And then you'll see by the end, everything just ends with I mean, we went maybe one step forward, one step back. We're still at the same spot. It's almost MC Scat Cat. But we end up really not doing much except maybe nerfing America, changing her background a little. Possibly, it's weird Possibly with the idea that most people Who had problems with America Besides saying that she really got A huge push out of nowhere Was the idea that she's overpowered So are you nerfing a little So that she can kind of fit in a little more It's weird, it's very weird And I'm an America Chavez fan I like her as a character And again, I go back to The wise, Eric Shea Who, and this is not anything That only he says, but You know, there's no bad characters. There's only bad writers. And I think that America can be a really, really good character. And part of this mini, I think Kalinda Vasquez does a good job. It's just overall kind of just fizzles out by the end. Well, you get to see a little bit of the past. You get another flashback with the young America and Alberto learning how to fly a kite. They're having some fun. It sets up. You know, the the love and the family between those two in a good way to then go to the utopian parallel so that you can end up seeing America trying to save these kids while you have Catalina having, you know, Berto and having him. If you don't help me, I am going to kill him. So she's going to have to help. But she keeps begging, come on, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this with the kids. You don't want to do this with me and you. Why don't you just come back and stay with me and the Santanas? And the funny thing is Catalina says exactly what I thought she would say anyway. It's like, really? I tried to burn down their building. Why would they want me back? But I wish that there was more of that idea of, You know, acceptance and forgiveness that Catalina might want to go back and live with them or at least give it a shot. I'll tell you, it is not going to happen. And one of the things that we do get, we get a little more background with Catalina. When America left, you end up having Gales taking Catalina, takes her off to Switzerland to continue the experiments with just her. She's the only one left. So he took her and the starlings that they're called ends up taking her and almost forces her to be sick to get the cure so that she does manifest the powers and things that she did. It's an okay deal to show you that, you know, Catalina might be upset, might think that, oh, my God, my sister left me. Also, her moms are gone, too. So I wish and it's weird that I think that Clinda Vasquez could have gone really more with the idea of. You keep talking about family America while you all abandon me. She does go with that a little but not enough and it's more of a desperate attempt by Catalina to try to get to her moms, try to get her moms back to where they are now but it doesn't fully feel, you know, that bad. I know that you throw in the little kids and things and that seems like a surface level way to try to say, oh, look how bad she is. Look how bad Catalina is. She ended up kidnapping alberto but also these little kids but we never get to the point where you see her about to do anything really really that that bad but you end up where they it pretty much just back and forth hey you shouldn't do this catalina yes i should america no you shouldn't catalina yes you should america. and I, i'm turning each time i'm getting a little dizzy i have my swivel chair going but basically it comes down to the deal of you're gonna have to make a portal to save our moms And if you don't, I'm going to kill Alberto. Okay, I'll make it. She ends up making this portal. She makes a star portal, says, there it is. You know, let my brother go. And that's that. You got your portal. We're going to leave. I'm going to take the kids and go. Now, with that, Catalina says, well, I've been hearing all these, you know, voices. I've been hearing our moms calling out to me. Now you open the portal. I don't hear anything. But even with that, why not go like? Why not make Catalina so over the top Like you did something I don't hear the voices now This portal is bull crap All this stuff But she just says Oh I can't hear them anymore What's going on America is almost like In my mind going It's like a Willy Wonka Watch out there Don't get near the portal She's pushing her towards it Don't do that Stop please And Catalina falls into the portal And then disappears And the portal shuts down And that's that with Catalina. By the end of this, and we're almost at the end anyway, but by the very end, you end up having America's like, well, I should look for my sister and I'll do that. And there's a lot of like, shoulda, coulda, might, would've at the end. The idea of nothing was really resolved in this. And I think I need to do that later. And that kind of, it didn't rub me very well here. Well, you end up America and Alberta, they end up saving the kids. They end up getting them a big yacht. They're going to. You know, sail back to New York City and this idea of, well, we'll find places for you to live. Now, again, there's a lot of red tape going on with this. And I don't know if it's a comic book story, but boy, just saying to these 40 kids, yeah, we'll we'll find we'll find homes for you. I don't know. You might be promising a little too much here there, America. But that's just kind of shoved aside again. That was just there. Really, these kids were just there. To make Catalina more evil Because of pretty much the ambiguous idea of I'm going to do the experiments I'm Doing air quotes The experiments on them We never really did We never really got that far And now Hey, we'll, we'll figure out We'll find some homes And and America says it. it's so funny She fell through a portal Onto a beach Was lucky enough to have the Santana family there But she goes ah, I found a family Why can't you? All right We'll see so you end up and she does go back to her family and in this miniseries you didn't have a ton of the Santana family but I actually think those were the highlights the highlights of it to see this family that you know America had left she had ditched and even with that Catalina at one point does have a point saying you know you say you're about family but you don't want to save our moms and you ditch the santanas right away so don't give me this idea of your you know family deal so i like her getting reacquainted with this family and and her leaving them early in her life and things did explain why we never heard of them before but She ends up again. Hey, I'm going to get reacquainted with them even one more time. They're there, they're eating, all these things going on. And she ends up with a FaceTime call introducing Kate Bishop, her best friend. Hey, here's my best friend, Kate Bishop. And Kate's nice. She's like, hey, I hope to meet you guys in person at some point. And, you know, you even see with even diminishing powers, you end up having America helping what appears to be the Avengers. Fighting giant rats in New York City, saying, Oh man, you know, I, I kind of like the West Coast a little better, the best coast. We, we fought moles and things. Here are these rats. They're disgusting and they are disgusting. Rats are just awful. Uh, next, they'll probably be fighting pigeons, which basically rats with wings, right? New York City. Well, you know, take that, New York. And then you end up having You're kind of settling in and figuring out some stuff, saying, Well, my powers are fritzing. Okay, we had that at the beginning. Yeah, I, I kind of can't do all this. And I got to figure it's again, everything didn't progress. Like it's just repeating the stuff that we started with. It's just now she's kind of in New York City with the Santana. You get a little thing where she's sitting on a windowsill. She's got a bunch of comic books. Looks like she has some X-Men stuff going on. That's pretty cool. Um, But then she's I got to find my sister i got to find out where she went. She went in that portal. I have no idea. Okay, that might set up a villain or at least something if you want to continue with that. And then she goes up on the rooftop to see Ramon her girlfriend, and they basically like, hey, I'm going to be here in New York. You're on the West Coast. Let's figure out things. And whenever we're both ready, we'll get back together. Things like that. America ends up actually su- surprising Ramon. it seems, by kissing her. And then saying, you know, thank you for being so cool about everything. And then says, you know where to find me when you're ready. And goes off, walks off. Well, as that goes on, you end up having Spider-Man coming in, trying to fit in, trying to, you know, it's the multilingual Spider-Man who comes in trying to be nice or cool, whatever. He's like, I'm allowed to say these things, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, what's up? I'm like, well, uh, there is a monster snail on the Verrazano Bridge. Could you come and lend me a hand? And she's like, hey, you know, that's all from me. Let's go. And they go off. And that's a nice deal to have her in. And then it says the end for now. Again, though, is this so that she, like, she is so overpowered at points. So when she comes in, it's almost there. there are these characters in everything. I mean, it's not even just characters that, you know, are enchantress. When she was on, and I'm talking the enchantress deal on DC. When she was in the Suicide Squad book. She's so overpowered that the she could just do whatever. She'd always get knocked out because she you couldn't have her around. There's a lot of times that these things happen with books and heroes and things. So maybe this is an effort to get her a little more grounded so that she can fit in on a team or can go and not just be, you know, something that you have to, you know, make it like, oh, my God, well, she could do this. so She'll go around. So it, it might let her. Fit in a little more we'll see but At the end of this it's just like You started off with a couple problems You added some to it and didn't resolve Anything she still has her Powers on the fritz, but now she has a sister That's lost in the dimensional portal Her moms are mentioned which in The last America Chavez Deal one of her moms came back like there's a lot Of things that you could have played with here And you didn't really fully do it So overall I am at a 6-5 For this ending I think the art's good Overall, I think the series itself is about a 7 8. I mean, if you, you get me on a positive day, I might be able to go up to an 8. But if I'm miserable, I might go to a 7 5. There you go. But yeah, this one is a little down for a finale. But we're going to move on to the next book and, and maybe hear more Night Ranger. I don't think we're going to hear more Night Ranger, but we're going to go off to Captain Marvel. And this is Captain Marvel number 31, a story called. Vacation, all oh, I never wanted. The Go-Go's didn't sing that. That's not how it went. This is written by Kelly Thompson, art by Takeshi Maezawa, colors by Ian Herring, and letters and production. Fancy. BC's Clayton Cowles. Carol's been through the ringer lately. Her Cree heritage was outed to the public, and then aliens invaded Earth. Not a good look, but perhaps it was meant to be because it led her to the discovery of her half-sister, the Cree accuser, Lori L. A lot of that is in the King and Black story. And speaking of meant to be, Carol broke up with James Rhodes after a traumatic glimpse of his potential future family. But when he came to her rescue and a fight with the supervillain O, oh, the star crossed lovers made up. Now with their relationship rekindled, Carol and Rody are in dire need of some TLC. I would probably say they should listen to No Scrubs. Right. Then probably creep and then waterfalls. That would be the TLC that I would say. And are finally taking a long awaited vacation together. With any luck, they'll get an escape from all the hero business for a bit. And we start with that. You end up having Rhody kind of decides, Hey, we're not going to do this where we fly to somewhere with, you know, Captain Marvel ask deal. And I'm not going to be War Machine. I want to be James Rhodes. You're going to be Carol Danvers. Dambl- Let's get on a regular plane and fly. She's immediately recognized. People are causing a stir. And then out of nowhere, L'Oreal, her sister, pops in. And she is the accuser. She has the hammer. She ends up teleporting and saying, there is trouble on Throne World 2. Uh, I need you guys. I need you guys to help me out. Let's figure out what's going to go on. Somebody has stolen our mom's DNA and a bunch of Cree DNA. And you end up having Carol say, and I, I love Lori." And Carol says, well, Lori, you know, why don't you go to the proper authorities? And she says, well, I did, but they're saying they're looking into it. I don't think that they're really as inspired as I am right now. So she's very impatient. She wants to figure things out herself. Now, with this, it is a one-shot story that, by the end, sets up the next arc. Now, until you know that, this is a issue that is very, very surface-level. It's very kind of generic And I don't know The way things, the the progression The forced progression Made me roll my eyes a bit But he, this beginning I thought was pretty funny And there is a bit of humor And humor in this, and that's why I love Lori Lori is kind of naive To any sort of subtleties Or, you know, what they. she doesn't really joke And she does start in this She does try to get sarcastic And things, but most of the time She's, like, right there. Whatever you say, she takes fully, literally, and and that's the fun of it. But also, I like to see these people reacting. They end up seeing Carol, oh, my God, somebody stole her son hat, and all this stuff. And then when they are going to go off, and, you know, they're going to get teleported to Throne World 2 by Laurie, you end up having Brody kind of get his War Machine armor, and then people are like, oh, my God, that's War Machine. It's kind of fun. And they do teleport off, too. The throne world to the new home of the Cree Scroll Alliance. And yeah, they say where Lori says, this is the state of the art lab facility where her mother's DNA and that of other lost Cree warriors is stored. It is a, fil- a facility like this that I was grown in because she was kind of grown that DNA. Carol ends up saying, I'm sorry. And she's like, there's nothing to be sorry about. That's just how it is, but let's go. And they're not really welcome there. You know, there's the idea of protocol and the idea you're not really authorized to do this, even though Lori is the accuser and you end up having Carol, all that. But, you know, they're not going to listen to that. So what they do is teleport into this lab, trying to figure out who broke in and whatnot. Now, with that, you never really get to that. What you do is, and this is where I said my eyes rolled and we end up having a bit of forced progression They go in and there's a a lab, you know, worker, a a science maybe, ends up having some pretty cool goggles that maybe like a Jose Canseco might have liked back in the day. Ends up going in or maybe even Bono. You end up where she ends up spilling a bunch of vials. Now, is this important DNA? Is this not? Is this waste? What not? We don't really know too much. But what she ends up saying, oh, it's not a big deal. We just flush this down. We flush it down. You know, this whole, you know, janitorial system that we have, it goes down below. And Carol's like, well, what's down below? And this science technician, maybe a rocket surgeon, I don't know, says it is a Cree microorganism designed to eat lab waste. Now, when they say that, the way I even read it, it sounds like something that AIM would do. (laughs) You know what? It's Cree microorganism designed to eat lab waste. I don't even know what that means, but with that, it is just this thing they call the sludge down below. Now, again, have you seen horror movies? Have you seen sci fi movies with the tint? Like, this is a setup. It's so over the top in your face, the idea. And Carol goes, Well, I think that maybe that should cause problems. Is this sludge sentient? It? No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some problems. And what you do is have Lori, Carol, and Rody go down below. And right away they see, Okay. This sludge is is kind of becoming a monster, and the, the DNA going down there, all this stuff is changing it. It's making it more sentient. It's actually like growling at them, saying things. And when they're watching this, it does start to form. It's forming into a shape. It forms into Marvel, the first Captain Marvel. Now with that, Carol freaks out, and it says Captain Marvel, and she freaks out. They go, and while that's going on. This sludge kind of does end up attacking the war machine armor. It goes after the Accuser Hammer. Carol gets freaked out, especially because it looks like, or at least has this little kind of side thing that looks like Marvel, and ends up blasting it. Blasting it just blows it up. Well, it kind of then goes, and now you have tons of pieces that are now attacking, and you end. Rhodey has to get out of the armor. It's more attacking the armor. It seems than Rhodey himself, but it's getting inside the armor. So he yells for the suit exit protocol 314. He yells that and the armor just boom, it pops off of him. Now, with that later, that's supposed to be a joke that 314, 314, that is pie. And just like pie, there's a lot of different pieces and slices that come off. I'm like, yeah, that one didn't hit Kelly Thompson that, but that it, it ended up. There was so much explanation for a joke that really isn't that funny, but maybe some people laugh. But with that, you end up then where they have to take care of the sludge. And Lori and Carol team up with the hammer and the, you know, Carol's idea of being able to absorb all the stuff ends up putting it in individual pieces that have individual little force fields around them to keep them separate. So that they can figure out what's going on Scan it, see all that And try to make things better So they're they're still looking into it But then they leave it They're like, okay, let's get out of here We'll do this and, and really just leave it there like that Carol and Rhodey end up going off to quarantine Because of all this They have to make sure And they have this little vacation on the rooftop While you end up wondering Like, really? Like, that really wasn't much but then at the end to set up the last of the marvels which is the big thing coming up next issue in this book you do end up having somebody go to the sludge you see sludge live it says that sludge do what told and then somebody's there saying yes you did excellent work so what was that was that that they were trying to get you know, some DNA itself, sludge doing all we'll have to see. It's just the setup and it says Max Last of the Marvels. There's some fun in this. I like I said, I like Loria. I like when she at one point she even starts to make jokes and be sarcastic. So like, oh my God, look at her look at her doing that. But overall, really was like an issue that if I told you or you're listening to it right now, and I say, Listen, you end up having the sludge and some DNA problems on the crease, scroll a home world deal of the throne world too. And somebody stolen Carol's mom's and Lori's mom's DNA and some other warriors. And then we're going to have that's all you don't really need to read this. It is kind of an issue that can be skipped and just wait for the big deal next issue. And so with that, it's kind of a negative deal, right? You know, at the start of this podcast, usually I'm a little more positive with these things. But I think I'm going to give this a very positive, in my mind, seven. I don't think it really deserves more than that. I like the art and whatnot, but it is just kind of an aside, one shot, setting up some things, and only by the very end, it kind of is kind of eye-rolling at points. So we're going to go off now, and since I haven't been as positive right now, I think that I'm looking at what I can, I think that we're going to go off to Daredevil, uh, a book that I have really enjoyed, and with this whole deal, I kind of want, Matt to get out of jail, right? Can I give him a get out of jail card? Is, is that possible? But if he's gonna be in jail, you know make it interesting and kinda do here with a issue that is a part three of Lockdown. It is Daredevil number thirty-three. And this is Daredevil number thirty-three, lockdown part three, written by Chip Starsky, art by Marco Cacchetto, colors by Marcelo Menez, and VC's Clayton Kells on Letters. Uh, This is a weird issue. It, it felt to me like I missed something going into this. There were a couple of things that were out and about what ended up happening with the explosion with Matt underneath the prison. The idea that there were multiple bullseyes attacking uh Electra. And so when you jump into this, either it feels like you missed an issue or the idea that you do have Chip Zdarsky like, okay, let's get things moving. Let's just show what everything is and then go from there. Uh, it just felt weird. It, it felt weird to me. And I did even have to go back thinking, did I, did I miss an issue? Because I, it felt like I did. I don't know if anybody's going to feel that same way, but that's how I felt. Daredevil is incarcerated. Serving time as his custom alter ego, Matt Murdock, inadvertently discovered that the warden running the prison he's imprisoned in has been illicitly overseeing the manufacture of a dangerous drug called Resid a dangerous behavioral altering stimulant. The entire prison was dosed with the compound and Daredevil himself has assumed control of the facility. Meanwhile, outside of the prison's walls, Electra has assumed the Daredevil mantle in Matt steed, setting her on a collision course with the most notorious and dangerous enemy of both Daredevils, Wilson Fisk, formerly the kingpin of crime and now mayor of New York. Seeking to put an end to Daredevil and others who may undermine his control of the city, once and for all, Fisk has charged the scientists at Ravencroft Sanitarium, with building him a perfect assassin and chose Bullseye as his template. So there you go. It's thrown at you there. Uh, we, we did find out that Fisk did end up doing that. Why he wanted to control Bullseye, he wanted to end up doing that. Now, the, the cool thing about all that isn't even mentioned in it. It's that the idea that Bullseye's going after Electra, who at a point had killed her, that's pretty darn cool. Now, we go 10 weeks ago into the Ravencroft Institute sub basement where you had Fisk go and talk to these scientists. Hey, what's going on? I thought, you know, by now you would have had to figure out that my control. How we're going to control bullseye. Why aren't I able to use them? Why can't I use them as my weapon? You guys better start doing this. It's a simple request. I want to control bullseye and you damn well better do it. Well then we end up seeing that things didn't go that well and four weeks ago I don't know that these scientists end up deciding on their own what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Basically, well, I know that Fisk, you know, he wants us to be able to control bullseye, but how about we do that by cloning a bunch of bullseyes and then maybe starting from ground zero, working up that we'll be able to do that. Well, we we know that this did not work out. Bullseyes escape, end up killing scientists, end up getting out and about, and You know, Pretty much now are targeting Electra But also all of New York City Remember the whole city's in a lockdown At this moment because Bullseyes are Going around and last issue There was the deal where They figured out well Bullseye isn't That quick you end up where Electra thought that maybe He was getting teleportation Magic from the hand that's why She went out like really like I'm gonna Get this uh, you know he's working with the hand After me And goes out to stop him. It's not that. It's just that there's a bunch of them. There's clones. And she ends up at the beginning of this fighting. These, you know, bullseyes, these clones. Ends up killing one by just, they they fall off a building. And she kind of goes and wraps herself around. And then lands with, on top of him, they land on a car. But then she's just getting shot. And she is getting shot. And she ends up, she's trying to figure out where these shots are coming from, where all these snipers, where all these bullseyes are. But they have silencers on their rifles, so she can't even get, you know, some sort of location, but then realizes, okay, nobody's going to know that the city's deserted because everybody's in quarantine because of this. So nobody's going to know that there is a battle going on the attack. So what she does is grabs a bunch of guns and just starts rooting, and shooting in the air. Starts screaming, starts just rounds going This is like the scene in Point Break Where they're just shooting the guns, right? You have this lethal weapon style going there too And so when you do this, that does draw Iron Man and Spider-Man to go there Now with that Iron Man, Tony Stark is going to help to heal Electra Using nanotech and things like that While... Spider-Man goes off and tries to find and stop bullseye When Electra wakes up she says Why didn't you go and try to stop bullseye I mean that's kind of more of your thing You can track him with your armor and things like that Spider-Man is he going to be able And and Tony ends up like Spider-Man could do some things I mean don't you know undersell Spidey But there's something with this bullseye We can't really track him We're having some problems with doing that She wants to just get out and about She gets up I mean she's still healing but you end up having her want to get up and and get right back to the fight. Tony tries to stop or whatnot. Well, we go then, and this is where, and I mention all the time, that I think that you have this book being special. It's because Chip Zdarsky is able to juggle a lot of storylines, a ton of them, and is able to give you just enough with each. And we do go to Izzy. And Izzy, who is the, at this moment, official Kingpin has been talking to Butch, and if you've been reading this, Butch is the illegitimate son of Wilson Fisk. He wants what he thinks is his. He's working with Mike Murdoch, Matt's brother, that ended up coming back with a wish and a prayer, right? The the idea of Mike being there, they're working together. And they had a plan to end up, you know, kidnapping Dante, Izzy's Son the one son that's left but He's decided he doesn't want this life And he's left and that kind of Throws a wrench into the plan of Mike and Butch even Though Izzy kind of is Giving this like open door To Butch when they're talking and Butch seems to be Like a guy is Izzy doesn't have anybody to talk to So she spills her guts a lot to Butch here but she says I don't Know that I want to do this anymore I don't Want to be the kingpin I just want to go back To El's kitchen whatnot." Almost like just an invitation for Butch to say, listen, how about this? I'll take over. And, and uh, you know how he could play it or probably would say, okay, I'll be like a figurehead. You'll still be in charge. But if you don't want all those, I'll take on the, the kind of the bullcrap, uh, you know, deal. I'll take on the responsibilities that you don't necessarily want or need to have. You'll still be in control. I'll still talk to you about everything. You go back to Hell's Kitchen. I'll be the kingpin. And then would just assume full control and kind of screw over Izzy and all that, that we know that he might do. And and remember last issue, even Mike watching him saw that Butch has a temper and is just vicious and seemed to be even scared of him. But with all of that, there is trouble at the prison. They see that on the news. And that's where we go off to. There is a riot. The prisoners have taken over the prison and Matt Daredevil. Has actually taken control of that. Now we end up seeing one of my favorite guys. uh, In the whole deal. Where they have surrounded the prison. But there's Cole. Cole North is there. And he gets word. That Matt wants him in the prison. You know Matt sends out a message. Actually calls. And then says listen. I can hear his heartbeat out there. Sending Cole. Boom hangs up. Now in the meantime. You do also have Kirsten show up. And it's a cool deal because you get this, and it actually plays out weird at first, but when you see and hear what's going on, she pulls up with her headlights on. It's nighttime, and the police, they're freaking out. Somebody shoot out those lights, shoot out, because anytime there is any light that's going on. They even say, when we put a spotlight on the prison, it gets shot out immediately. Now, with that, you do end up having a lot of police around with their main lights flashing, so it's kind of an odd deal. with that, they send in Cole. Cole's gonna go in, and you know, see what's happening. And does go in. He ends up having a breather mask because of this resid That, and you see a lot of these prisoners. They look like they've gone insane, uh, bleeding, and these crazy grins on their. Like they're all fired up, but they do end up leading Cole into a big area there where it's like the, you know the middle of the prison where they've stacked up. All these chairs and tables And things and then on top of that Is pretty much you know A chair that looks like a throne Where there is Matt sitting there And it looks like he's infected by the Risa, just like everybody around him He almost has a guard set up with all these Other prisoners there that are Infected as well and Cole Realizes like I'm gonna get killed he is Gonna kill me now other things That go on I told you that Electric gets up and sees Tony has helped her out and things like, I gotta get back. I gotta go out there. I gotta stop Bullseye. He's like, no, no, no. You have to settle down. In the meantime, you do have Wilson Fisk, who's pretty much like, I don't want to deal with any of the stuff outside. That's, that's stuff that ends up the prison riot, things like that. I don't want to hear it. I'm just going to go to bed. And, and typhoid Mary, Mary's there saying, like, you got to deal with this. There's an incident at the prison. Yeah, Bullseye thing. And he's like, you know what? I don't care. And he says, that man residing in my head, meaning mad or Daredevil, has caused me nothing but pain, and now my city is shut down. My city is dying. Daredevil, both old and new, meaning Electra as well, can go to hell. I'm tired. Good night, Mary. And goes, and then Mary looks over, sees, you know, some weapons there that she might end up going out. And she has before. Last issue, she wanted to go out and take care of some things. And that's when... Fisk said, no, you're too important to me. Don't go out. Don't don't leave me. I don't want anything to happen. But she ends up looking at this. I think she's going to go out and we're probably going to have a little showdown with her and Electra. See what comes with that, because with that, if Mary gets hurt, you know, even to the point Mary gets killed, you know, by, say, bullseye or Electra or whatnot. Fisk is going to lose it because he really seems enamored with Mary and seems like Mary is something very special in there. And it's set up like, yeah, this may happen, Uh, especially when she sees those weapons and goes. And me, I'm enamored with Cole. I think Cole's great. And Cole had such a great progression of really being against Daredevil and then realizing it's Matt, realizing that, Matt and De- that that they're needed and they're good And then Matt then going off To prison as he is And Cole kind of like I don't know that that's the right thing You know you do some good now and so now to go in During this riot here It looks like the Burning Man's going on here Maybe even that Woodstock 99 Is what's going on in this prison And that's not good But if, if you want to imagine I'm sure they're listening The Limp Biscuit right now And yeah Matt's like hey you want to try again with Cole he says uh, He was escorting Cole North The big bad detective who took down Daredevil care to try again This sort of deal like hey you want to Fight me and we'll see maybe it will be Burning Man or Woodstock 99 Some real bad crap went down uh, But yeah with that it's good It's set up you're kind of And it did feel forced at the Beginning to kind of get everybody You know almost like skip a half Issue to just get going okay Listen you saw these multiple bullseyes. We're not going to play around clones. Okay, you saw this explosion. We know that Matt's not going to die, so re and he's taking over the prison. It just seemed like kind of boom, but as we get to the end, I'm like, all right, I'm settling with this. Let's get going, and I really do like Chip Zdarsky, and I love this book, but with this, I'm going to give this a uh, an 8. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I could go to like a 7, 8. I think the art's great, though, so that elevates it a bit. Uh, But with that, we will go on to the next and final book of the night, which is a little bit of Spider-Man, a Miles Morales Spider-Man. Already in this is Miles Morales Spider-Man number 29, written by Saladin Ahmed, art by Chris Allen, colors by David Coriel, and letters by V.C.'s Corey Petit. Recently, Miles was kidnapped and experimented on by the Assessor. The mysterious villain created several Spider-Man clones three of which escaped from the Assessor and committed crimes around Brooklyn, Salim, Mindspinner, and Shift. After the clones discovered that Miles had destroyed their lab and thus the cure to survive, Salim sought revenge on Spider-Man by kidnapping his baby sister, Billy. But Mindspinner and Shift recognized Miles as their brother, coming to his aid before Salim could strike. In the ensuing explosive fight, Shift protected Billy. Miles' costume was destroyed and Salim and Mindspinner fell to their deaths. It kind of exploded, I thought, but a heartbroken at the loss of Schiff's brothers, Miles swore to help him find another cure. So, yeah, this is him saying he's going to find the cure for Schiff. But at the very beginning, I was worried because he's going through a little bit of a recap of what he's gone through, including stuff like Genki and Barbara shacking up together, becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. And him having to write his essay, all these things going on, but then saying, yeah, I got kind of lost track of shift. He ran away. I guess he didn't want to meet the family. So he went off and I kind of have to find him. And I thought that was just going to be, well, we're not going to deal with shift. Let's get him out. We can assume he died, whatever. That's not the case. So I was happy. also mentions that Starlin is uh, not. Talking to him she is ghosting him After they had their kiss So there's some things that are You know mentioned you catch up To this to go in an issue that Is about getting Miles back to You know the regular walk a day Life of things going to school the essay That he has to end up doing For this big contest But also that he doesn't have A costume right now He could get the same costume that he had he said he can have One made like that because I mean this Costume is destroyed you see It and you're like really like look at him he's half nude. but he ends up saying I don't know and a- again this Is like a reset of an issue You get done this clone conspiracy stuff We're gonna get a new costume We're gonna end up having Things kind of get back to Like I said the school And ganky and things like That and I don't mind it. It just feels like, all right, we got done this big thing. I understand you want to have this, like, slow down this little, you know, let's get a breather type deal. But I kind of want to get into things from here. He ends up calling up his a uh, friend who he is going to have make a new costume. We get that by the end, but he also ends up saying, "Okay, I'm going to go to school." His mom ends up kind of filling us in that he has taken a couple days off. He and he still a bundle of nerves he comes downstairs his mom's drinking the coffee but his dad and billy aren't there like where's dad where's billy what's going on like he still is scared that somebody may come and get them they may end up hurting them and she assures him listen they're okay they just went out listen if you need some more time we can call the school I, i can tell them whatever you can relax and she even says in a cool thing we kind of, me and your dad, kind of thought that we might tell you no more Spider-Man stuff. We were debating this: should we tell Miles no more Spider? And thought, no, 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 that's not what our family is about, you know. Because, and and really, it is a cool idea to talk to Miles about this. Of if you're not Spider-Man and you're not doing it, that means somebody else. Yeah, Spider-Man puts a target on our, our family. We just saw that, but. The target will be somewhere else then and it doesn't feel right for us to just get selfish and say okay you don't be spider-man so that our whole family is safe when that would put a lot of other people in danger it's kind of a funny thing where it almost goes in line with say what electra told matt when he said i'm gonna go to jail well she said okay that's fine for you that seemingly makes you feel like you're selfless But you're really being selfish because, you know, the idea that you did accidentally kill one person, you go to jail and you're pretty much putting everybody in harm's way because you're not there to save them. Then, And that's why she became, you know, she has a little bit of under, you know, nefarious kind of deal where she needs to impress Matt when he gets out so she can team up with this whole prophecy with the hand. But even so, she becomes. Daredevil because somebody needs to be so that I like that where you end up having Miles' mom say you know that's not what our family's about our family isn't about hey we'll be safe but other people will be in danger we're we're gonna hit this head on and I like that and you end up you know almost like it seems like it does give Miles a little bit of a step you know a little pep to a step here because. His mom is in with this with them, and it, it gives that whole deal where this book is always about family and friends. It's the thing Saladin Ahmed is good at that. He ended up having Miss Marvel book before it got canceled, The Magnificent Miss Marvel that he took over when G. Willow Wilson left. The, that was about family and friends as well, and the idea of you know balancing between superhero and family and friends and stuff like that, which I really do like. Well. Miles goes off and he goes to talk to Mr. Samita at the Brooklyn Visions Academy, and it's about this essay. And he hasn't been able to, and even like this, this is, again, this issue is very nice because it's where Miles gets to see that a lot of people, even though he's always busy, even though he thinks that he has failed at points, where people around him, again, family, friends, teachers, all this stuff, they look at him way different than what he thinks he is. He thinks, oh, I, I didn't do that. I failed. But they look at him and just, look at this guy. He really, really is one of the smartest people we you know. He tries so hard. And even with this, Mr. Samita at the school says, you know, yeah, you're late for class a lot. You miss some days and whatever. But I've never seen somebody that hard a worker that that works so hard to actually make up for that. And he has no idea what's going on, but it's not like Miles is missing a week of class. And then he comes back and he's like, yeah, what the hell do I care? Uh, you know, I no, he comes back and, and makes up for that week because we know he's missing it because he's Spider-Man. So he's still, it's not like he's missing because he's just a layabout. So, and, and you end up having this Mr. Samita realize this and then tries to inspire Miles to do this. Essay you could win a lot of money all this Stuff of you know what makes You you and it's funny too Because Mr. Samita does one of those things And and is one of those things that Usually only happens when a teacher does Respect a Student and does realize This student is very smart and whatever And says I know that This is kind of an inane Vague topic I mean it's a bullcrap Topic but It's the topic that's what they End up doing the foundation sponsoring the contest is offering a lot of scholarship money and them's the rules so them's the breaks you got to write this and miles kind of you know says well i have problems because i don't know what makes me i'm trying to figure it out because my whole f- my life's a wreck my family extracurricular everything is chaos everything is all over the place the school here the vision's account we've been attacked multiple times by just villains and things and that's where mr you know mr samita says well that's kind of the deal isn't it that that's what makes you this chaos this idea of everything in turmoil and he knows that recently miles lost his uncle aaron and says you know you lost your uncle your family deal is up The, the school has been attacked multiple times but that's you that is with you and go with it, you know, try to do that. And he says at home, you have a new sister. You recently said like everything, but that, again, that chaos is you go with it. Do that And again. Every time miles talks to me, he kind of goes, he's down. And then he comes out kind of feeling a little better. And it's kind of getting him recharged. It's kind of getting him going like, all right, I'll do that. And you continue with this journal that we had at the very, very beginning of the series. And it always seems like, boy, the, stop with the journal. You're going to end up screwing yourself by writing every thought and Spider-Man stuff in the journal. But it's a nice thing and hasn't really bit him in the butt too much. Since. So, you know, keep going. Well, he ends up coming out of school, goes by a sewer great deal, and there is, it's funny, there's shift Now, you have probably too many it jokes in this, and really two is one too many. And you do have that with with Miles here saying, what are you doing? You look like Pennywise. You're going to offer me a balloon. That's kind of funny. Later, Yankee says, you know, the same thing when they're down the sewer." I don't want to get attacked by clowns. And he went a little too far. But you are, again, what Saladina Meta is also doing here is reintroducing you to some characters that we haven't seen in a while. Characters that have kind of got pushed aside because... Miles hasn't had a lot of opportunity to go to school and do things Because of everything that's been happening With the clone conspiracy and all that stuff And even like the King in Black I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on lately So he ends up where we see Sean, the bully Who's like, hey, what are you doing? Talking in the sewer And you get the idea that either Sean's going to look down and see Shift and cause problems Or maybe Shift is going to grab him like Pennywise And bring him in does neither? You end up having the idea that Shift kind of hides in the shadows. Sean looks down. He's like, he really is crazy. He's talking to himself. The sewer looks real disturbed by it at one point, And then walks off. But you then get ganky. And Miles, they're trying to figure out a cure. Trying to figure out something that they can help Shift with. Shift hiding in the sewers now. Let's figure out what we can do they go to look at him and get some samples from shift they end up getting and Genki's doing all this you know work the dna stuff and looks and it does look like shift is well first off they they thought that shift was going to be dead it's been a bit and they couldn't miles couldn't find him but he's not dead they found him he's okay they find out that it looks like and it's kind of a funny thing uh it, it's i guess it's not forced because it was set up it kind of's like okay i get it but If you remember last issue, at the end of this clone conspiracy, you end up where Miles says to Shift, hey, you're part of the family. Let's go. I wonder what mom and dad are going to say. And even talks to Billy. Because remember, Shift ended up saving Billy. And then Billy ends up sneezing and getting snot all over Shift's face. And then Miles says, oh, I guess you actually are part of the family now. That's kind of the initiation. Well, It turns out that Billy sneezing on Schiff kicked in the antibodies of Schiff to fight off that. Pretty much, I mean, if you really want to say, pretty much gave him a vaccine to strengthen up his cells. And so that's why he didn't die. That's why he didn't just, you know, dissipate into goo. And when Genki starts looking at the cell structure and things of, Shift he's like you know I don't see anything wrong Here the you know self structure really Strong all that it was again Where Billy and, and it's a Kind of a neat deal that Billy you know saying Like initiating shift Into the family Billy really Did save shift's life and I think that That's a cool idea because I think Billy Is awesome so that's uh, A neat deal but again Yankee's Making it jokes and the Killer clown stuff going on but it does look like for now, shift will be fine. So what you end up doing here is that Miles gets a call and he goes because his suit is ready, his new suit and stuff like that. And he goes and sees his, uh, sees Kenneth and Kenneth, uh, the designer that you did have, uh, Miles set up with an internship. And things like that was able to use that with the dying company and things to make this new suit. And it's basically like, hey, you know, check it out. And when Kenneth is there, th- their mom says, "Hey, you go off and get a hot dog real quick, and let me talk to Spider Man." And ends up saying, "You know, superheroes are bullcrap." And Miles is like, "Well, well, really? Like, why are you saying that?" She's like, "No, no, no. I'm I'm saying usually. You're not though. Thank you for what you've done with Kenneth." They are having the time of their life And actually being able to go With this fashion internship Has changed our lives completely And I I really want to thank you And it's a nice moment Again, this issue is almost like Reaffirming the idea that Miles is pretty cool Now when Miles shows up too Because his suit is all destroyed He shows up in like a trench coat With an old lady bandana around He looks a wreck And Kenneth though Has this new suit Gives it to him and after they all share They don't get uh Actually, Kenneth goes over to get water ice And when they come back They're eating that Miles gets a little brain freeze But goes off then And talks about the idea of things changing And, you know, upping the ante and things So when he goes back Yankee and Judge are out and about They're studying out of the apartment he ends up going to the dorm He ends up putting on the new suit And you see that now Also, I didn't mention one of the big developments, too, is Yankee and Barbara broke up. They are going to concentrate on their studies. It seemed like a weird deal. I, I guess maybe Salina had thought, well, that's not going to go anywhere. Let's get rid of it. That actually seemed very, like, I, I don't know. It seemed very forced to just have it just thrown out there. Hey, by the way. And I think that the big thing was that, you know, you had all those Saline messages going to Barbara and you had to have Miles get angry so then he could It just seemed a little forced so that's Over with as well but at the end You end up having a pretty cool new suit For Miles Getting to get reacquainted With a bunch of characters uh, And again Having like that reaffirmation Not that you need it if you're reading this But Kind of maybe Miles needed it, the idea that he's a pretty cool guy and he's a good superhero and a smart kid and and a good brother and a good son, all that stuff going on. So it's nice. With that, it's not the biggest hitting issue, but we end up having next issue. I want to see what's going on with the new suit and things like that. And I didn't even hear anybody talking about this new suit. I actually like the suit. Don't love the mask. But the suit itself, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, And with that, though, we have issue number 30 next. And I wish it said something of what's going on. And I I can't remember what the solicit said or whatnot. But with this new suit, new deal, new attitude, we'll we'll go off with that. And so with that, I'm going to give it a 7-5. And that's a positive 7-5. I'm saying I like the issue. It's just it, it seemed almost like spring cleaning, get everything in line for this next art coming up and things like that. So with all of that, still like it, still really do like this book. Love Saladina Med. But yeah, seven five will go from there. And that's that. That's that for the episode. Now, we don't have any Star Wars books this week. In Star Wars books, there is a High Republic book, but we're not dealing with that. There are no War of the Bounty Hunters books, which shocked me and Matt. Dr. Matt he's like what the heck uh, Especially because a lot of these weeks Were doubling up or whatnot. Maybe they could have spaced these a little Differently but without that And with the idea that if You are paying attention I did Skip one book uh, You know a book that I would normally Talk about now we normally Were talking about it on the Patreon Because it was picked by the badasses A lot and it is the whole Spider-Man spider shadow so I didn't have that. So I thought that possibly, because we don't have a Star Wars book, maybe with those extra days, I can get a hold of Brandon. And that's kind of the the deal. I want to maybe be able to talk with Brandon about that. And we'll have just a special show with just that, me and Brandon talking about that book on Sunday night in place of the Star Wars deal. If I can't get a hold of Brandon, I still may do it myself, but if not doing that, Maybe we'll figure out something else that we can do for Sunday to kind of take a place of that Star Wars deal. Maybe a little secret origins podcast, maybe catch up something, something we'll have. So tune in on Sunday to see what that will be all about. But with that, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Get Fresh crew. Whether you know you are or not, you're a gem. And with that too, You know check out all the things that we have the other shows on here check out our patreon it'd be awesome if you want to help us out and then get a bunch of other shows that's patreon.com slash weird science but another thing you can't do that and I understand not everybody wants to or can get involved in stuff like that but if you could do something you could go and rate and review the podcast that does help us out a lot and uh, I just, and again, you, I'm not going to tell you. I hear all these other podcasts like, go and give it a five star or whatever. And I'm ne- I will never say that. There's never going to be a time where I'm going to tell anybody that they have to or even suggest that they should give a review that isn't their own review. Give your own review. And if you don't like the podcast, I don't know why you'd still be listening to it this long into it with them. But if you don't, you know, don't just say, ah, eh, Jim sucks. I mean, now I just opened up the floodgates Probably haven't, but if, if you don't You know, let me know what you don't like and, and even then, you can Email me, or if you do follow us On Twitter, at WS Marvel Comics, I always follow people Back, and I will talk to anybody who Ends up messaging me, but if you have some Criticism or whatever, let me know, because that can Only make the show better Yeah, I might be, I'm not even gonna lie I probably will be sad about it I do get upset, right? But Overall, it, it does help at points, and, and can help, especially constructive criticism stuff like that. But I, I will tell you, I, I probably will get sad. But if you like stuff, you know, rate and review the deal, or message me, or email because we do have email when it does pop in. We we have it, and the email is weird science marvel comics at gmail dot com. All these will be in the show notes as well. But yeah, I love to hear from people and love to talk to people about comics. Doesn't even have to be comics, but I do love talking about comics and Marvel in particular with this podcast. So with all that, thanks, everybody, once again for listening and and letting me pop in the ears for a little in an episode. I I do struggle when I have to talk by myself about some of these things. I do tend to, you know, drone on at points, and I do get worried. But I hope that it wasn't too bad. I hope you enjoyed it. And next week, I am at least assured that old Clay will be back Where's some books and we'll try to get Brandon Me and Brandon just have to get a schedule down We have to figure out when we can record And when he Wouldn't be interrupted by his young son Who ends up keeping Brandon honest Is what I'll say ends up being A handful for Brandon Especially anytime we go to record but thanks everybody And I will Talk to you later (laughs)